Welcome to Rhema for Today. That's the reason they're waiting. They believe that. See, it takes faith to receive. Whether it's healing, whether it's a baptism in the Holy Ghost, or whatever, it takes faith to receive. Then there's a parallel here then that you must also yield to the Spirit. You must understand how He's moving and yield to Him. Notice that it said, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They's the subject of They were all filled. They began to speak. Holy Ghost didn't speak with tongues. Somebody said, the Holy Ghost spoke through me in other tongues. Well, no, really it didn't. Are you listening to me? You spoke with other tongues as the Spirit gave you utterance. Welcome to Rhema for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan wraps up his teaching, How to Receive God's Best, next on Rhema for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. And, and you'll find out that there's a parallel. That's what I want to get to. That's the last thing the Spirit of God said to me about, as He's dealing me about bringing to you. And I want to bring that to you. There's a parallel between being filled with the Holy Ghost and receiving healing. There's a parallel there. Are you listening to me now? Now then, for instance, just look just a little bit at the Word of God about being filled with the Holy Ghost. For instance, just look first of all in, the, in Acts 2. Of course, you understand that this particular experience only became available to us under the Holy Ghost dispensation. Oh yes, the Holy Ghost manifested Himself in the Old Testament. Sure. And people were filled with the Holy Ghost in the Old Testament. But they didn't speak with tongues. Well, if they can be filled with the Holy Ghost without speaking in tongues, then I can't. No, you can't. Well, they did. Yeah, but there's a different, different dispensation. You're not in that dispensation, so you can't. Did you hear me? I said, you're not in that dispensation, so you can't. Amen. 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 See? See, speaking with tongues and interpretation is distinctive of this dispensation in which we live now. The Holy Ghost certainly manifested Himself in the Old Testament. And as God willed, certain people were filled with the Holy Ghost. John the Baptist said was filled with the Holy Ghost from his mother's womb. And he got filled early, didn't he? Amen. He didn't speak with tongues. Amen. Jesus is full of the Holy Ghost. The Bible said He returned in the power of the Spirit. He didn't speak with tongues. Now, why didn't He? Nobody in the Old Testament. Now, you'll see all the other manifestations of the Spirit in the Old Testament. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discern the spirits, special faith, working of miracles, gifts of healings, and prophecy. Because tongues and interpretation are distinctive of the Holy Ghost dispensation in which we're living now. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. All right. Now notice, Jesus promised the Holy Ghost would come. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away... He'll not come unto you. If I go away, I'll send him. Hallelujah. Well, after his death, burial, and resurrection, Jesus appeared to the disciples first in the 20th chapter of John's gospel and the 22nd verse and breathed on them and said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Well, did they receive the Holy Ghost? Certainly they received the Holy Ghost. If they didn't, he lied to them. I don't believe Jesus is a liar. Do you? What do you mean they received the Holy Ghost? Well, you see, read the next verse. Whose sins soever you remit, they're remitted. Whose sins soever you retain, they retain. You see, he's talking about the remission of sin. That's what they received. See, the disciples that walked with Jesus had a promise of the new birth, but they had never been born again. 
They never had this experience that we have of the new birth until after his death, burial, and resurrection. See, the Word of God in the book of Hebrews said that Jesus entered into the heavenly holies of holies with his own blood to obtain an eternal redemption for us. Well, he hadn't done that when he walked the shores of Galilee. So they couldn't enter into that eternal redemption. They only had a promissory note on it. See what I mean? Amen. Are you listening to me? The Word of God said, you see, in Romans, the 10th chapter, the 9th verse, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, or Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, thou'll be saved. Well, they weren't saved in the sense that we're saved because they couldn't believe that. He hadn't been raised from the dead yet. Are you listening to me? They had a promissory note on it. Amen. Now they can cash in on that promissory note, praise God, and have the real experience. That tree debreathed on them, said, receive the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost did his work in them of remitting their sins and recreating their spirit, causing them to become new creatures in Christ Jesus. Now from then on, you'll notice that even before the day of Pentecost, they were a changed group. Before Jesus appeared to them, after his resurrection and breathed on them, said, receive you the Holy Ghost, they were confused, they were hiding they didn't know what. Now they come out in the open and they were continually in the temple praising, the upper room praising and blessing God. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Amen. amen. Now, Acts 2, you're ready for it now. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come there in one accord in one place, suddenly came a sound from heaven like the rushing mighty wind filled all the house where they were sitting there appeared to them cloven tongue like the fire and sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Hallelujah. That same bunch. Notice, notice, the same disciples were in there's 120 of them, some of the women, but the same disciples that Jesus a few days before had breathed on and said, receive you the Holy Ghost. Here they are being filled with the Holy Ghost and speaking with other tongues. Did they receive the Holy Ghost when Jesus breathed on them? Like I said, if they didn't, he lied to them because he said he breathed on them and said, receive you the Holy Ghost. Did they have the work of the Holy Ghost in their life before the day of Pentecost? Certainly they did. Somebody said the church began on the day of Pentecost. No, it didn't. The church began back there when Jesus breathed on them and said, receive you the Holy Ghost. Here in, in, the, in Acts 2, they're endued with power from on high. Praise God. Are you listening to me? Now, I want you to see something, though. Jesus had said to them, now notice it, Jesus had said to them, Luke wrote the gospel by his name. He wrote the Acts. Jesus had said to him in Luke 24, 49, tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. He didn't say tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be, become new creatures, until your sins are remitted, until you're born again. See? Because John said he breathed on them and said receive you the Holy Ghost so they'd receive remission of sins. They'd been born again. But no, Jesus said, tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. We call it the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We call it being filled with the Holy Ghost. Both terms are correct. And that is an endowment of power from on high. Praise God. So then, they tarried for that purpose. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were one accord in one place. Suddenly came a sound from heaven like a rushing mighty wind. Filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared cloven tongues like as a fire and sat upon each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, I want you to notice something. They believed what Jesus said, didn't they? That's the reason they're waiting there. Hallelujah. That's the reason they're waiting. They believe that. See, it takes faith to receive. Whether it's healing, whether it's a baptism in the Holy Ghost, or whatever, it takes faith to receive. 
then there's a parallel here then that you must also yield to the Spirit. You must understand how He's moving and yield to Him. Notice that it said, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They is the subject of sin. They were all filled. They began to speak. Holy Ghost didn't speak with tongues. Somebody said, the Holy Ghost spoke through me another tongue. Well, no, really it didn't. Are you listening to me? You spoke with other tongues as the Spirit gave you utterance. I remember I was holding a meeting in Jacksboro, Texas in, in uh, December of 1950. And a lady came down from further west Texas, a school teacher, because her friend wrote her and said to her, everybody down here is receiving the Holy Ghost. Well, of course, she didn't mean everybody in town had received the Holy Ghost. What she meant, everybody in our meetings that didn't have the baptism of the Holy Ghost was receiving. Now, here's something that I want you to see that God wanted me to share with you today that I'm getting to now, you see, and I'll tell you when I learned it and how I learned it. It was in that very meeting that I learned that. You see, Jesus had appeared to me. See, this was December of 1950. Now, Jesus had, in Jacksboro, Texas, Jesus had appeared to me on September the 2nd, first Saturday of September of 1950, see, just, just about four months prior, in, in Rockwall, Texas, in a tent meeting. And among other things, he said, come up hither, come up to the throne of God. We went up, stood before the throne of God. And, and he said to me, uh, it's time to enter into the third phase of your ministry. And he held out on his two, two hands that way. He said, stretch forth your hands. So I stretched forth my hand. And he laid the finger of his right hand upon each one of my hands. And the moment it did, it began to burn like it's holding a coal of fire in him. Then he said, kneel before me. And I knelt before him. And he laid his hand on my head and said, I've called thee and have anointed thee and have given unto thee a special anointing to minister to the sick. Then he said, stand up right on thy feet. So I stood up. And he said, you understand this isn't the only way to minister to the sick? I said, oh, yes, I know that. And we talked about various ways and how I'd been ministering for years to the sick. But this is the primary way that you are to minister. So I have to emphasize that because that's the main, primary means the main way. You see, I may minister other ways, but mainly this is the way that you are to the minister. And uh, he said, however, it'll not work unless you tell the people exactly what I've told you. That is, you tell them that you saw me. Tell them, I appeared to you. Tell them I laid the finger in my right hand, palm of each one of your hands. Tell them the healing anointings in your hands. Tell them I told you to tell them if they'll believe that. And then we'll receive that anointing. Then that power will flow from your hands into their body and will undo that which Satan has wrought and will effect a healing and a cure in them. Well, now you see, that's September the 2nd, 1950. So I began to minister with that anointing. And I was in church meetings uh, entirely uh, there to begin with, you know, holding meetings in churches, you see. And, and I would have a, 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 what I'd call a prayer line, healing line, see. Now, up till December now of 1950, I still just, folks wanted to be saved and baptized, Holy Ghost sent them to the prayer room, see. But now, I noticed this in, in, uh, in my meetings, that many times people who came for healing that didn't have the Bible in the Holy Ghost at the same time just start talking in tongues. And, and you see, the pastor would stand there by me. I'd have him there, you know, to help me, to back me up in faith. And, and I know a lot of times, you see, not a word was said about the baptism of the Holy Ghost or being filled with the Holy Ghost. These people came for healing. I'd ask them, what did you come for? You know, in other words, what's wrong with you? Healing. You know, they came for healing, but what's wrong with you? Because in those days, you know, if it's stomach trouble, I'd lay my hand on their stomach. 
and, and whatever the problem is, I'd leave my hand right where it is, where that power would go right into that. See, I do it a little different today because the Lord said so. I'll not go into that right now. But uh, with the ladies, if my wife was with me, she would help me, but our children were small. So I'd get one of the older ladies of the church to help me, and she'd lay her hands on the lady's body, and then I'd lay my hands on her hands, you see. And, and, and many times, not just once or twice, I don't mean it's an isolated incident. I mean it was just a frequent happening that people, when they received and accepted their healing, would start talking with tongues. And the pastor would scratch it. He'd say to me, I, I'd be the thing I've ever seen in my life. See, well, that lady or that man's a member of, well, they've been seeking the Holy Ghost seven years. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. This month, we're offering Kenneth E. Hagan's three DVD set, Love the Way to Victory. We're also offering Lynette Hagan's slimline book, Peace. Last but not least is Kenneth W. Hagan's book entitled, Where is God in My Storm? All these items at the special price of $45. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Rhema Bible Training College enrolling for spring 2024. Can you believe that's hard to say that? Yes. 2024. I know. Whoa. Starts in January. So go to rbtc.org slash apply and you can apply to Rhema. Monday, we'll start a new and powerful teaching from the Rhema archives. That's next week on Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Have a great weekend.